This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you would live like Jesus and share His love. Good morning. Let's do it. Good morning, Dude, Josh. We didn't clap. No, I clapped earlier. I did, did clap. Yes, I did. Holy cow, I didn't even hear your clap. So for those just jumping in on this episode, the clapping is because, getting some production education here, our microphones are being recorded to a computer um, because we want our voices to sound uh, good. And then the film side is being recorded to a little SSD hard drive here. They're separate. So the what we want to do is eventually sync our voices with the camera audio so it doesn't this <laughs> you dishonor my Old, family uh, that's right we meet at midnight that's right dishonor on your cow yeah dishonor on your so whole everything we do this and the waveform will show a giant spike and then Haley will take the spike that she sees on the camera audio and the spike she sees on the microphone audio and go wah 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 and I didn't line them up. I tried to line, line them up. I, I totally like. Were you sideways? Did, I was. I was okay. all kinds of messed up. Yeah. So this is episode. <clears throat> I think we're forty nine. Next we're week. Almost to fifty. Almost to fifty, and we have um, what is it? Eight hundred and seventy five subscribers is what I saw. Yeah, this it, morning. it jumped a little bit. Yeah. yeah so twenty hundred and twenty five more subscribers to the big big uh, event that has something to do something with, to do coffee. with coffee. Speaking of coffee, Josh. Yes. We are drinking coffee in our designer mugs. Yes, we are. Thanks to Banazic and Northrop. Do you know, so the spelling of Northrop's name is, it, to me, it sounds like you should say Northrop because there's an O. It's not a U, not Northrop. I've never asked Caleb or Dave or Lori, um, how do you say it? Do you know? I mean, I've, I've always said Northrup. Northrup with a U, like a U sound. I guess so. Yeah. But everyone busts my chops for saying things incorrectly all the time. So, yeah. I mean, it's possible that it's... It's true. They do. <laughs> they do bust your chops quite a bit. But Well, welcome to episode 49. We're glad you're with us. Radiant yes. Reflections. Uh, Which, hey, speaking of yeah. coffee, we had, I think the well, last I get time I looked, we had two people actually okay. put in like a punchline. <laughs> oh, Right. Okay, now you got you got to tell the punchline while I'm remember. looking up coffee here. I'm trying to remember. I'll see if I can find it on my phone. So, I mean, we it was super random. We just threw out like, uh, "Hey, you've got a your the start of the joke is 12.2 ounces of coffee and some coffee beans walking into a clever dripper." And then I think it was Chris Kid. His was oh, I just I gotta look here. Chris Kid, he's a funny guy. He has a great sense of humor. And that his was like, and a short time later, they were both mugged. <laughs> Ooh. And then Devon, Chris. Devon had one on there. Which one was it? Which episode? That I don't is know if I can dead. see. Will I be able to see comments on here? You should be able to. Why is this being stupid? I'm trying to find the coffee we're drinking right now at the comments. website. Because I had it frozen. <laughs> oh. Mm. It's I can't. Maybe I'm on the wrong thing. Controversial. Unfortunately, Jesus. no. Yeah, we don't have no. it. I don't know. But Devon's was something about like it was uh <laughs> the twelve point two ounces of coffee and the the coffee beans walking to the clever dripper, 
and it was a steamy encounter. Something I I wish I could pull it up on my. So we've got so I've got a I've got a, a mug for Devon and a mug for uh, Chris because nice. they stepped up nice. to the challenge. So also I want to clarify, I said something incorrectly. Uh, oh. I attributed something incorrectly last okay. week. Okay. I put a comment on YouTube to correct my error, but for those that listen to just the audio, they can't okay. see that. So mm -hmm. I attributed some song lyrics last week to the band Garbage, mm. and that was incorrect. The song that I referenced okay. was actually Cheryl Crow. If it makes you happy? Yes. Oh, Garbage. you didn't say garbage, did you? I did you? say garbage. I would have corrected because, you immediately. Because I was thinking, I'm right. only happy when it rains. Which is a garbage I'm only song. Happy when it rains. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, 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 yeah, crossed my wires on that one. Yeah. So for those of you that are listening to the audio and think that I just don't know anything about music, that is incorrect. Uh, I, Josh knows lots about I, music. I misattributed some lyrics. Uh, yeah, but two very different bands. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would rather listen to garbage than well. Cheryl I would Crow. say equally terrible. Equally oh, see, terrible. I liked bands. garbage. Yeah, <laughs> it was a, more like a pop rock. Uh, kind of band but at any rate we talk music a lot here which is good yep um was La there anything else from last week that we had a well the one thing we we just want to say we want to give a shout out we usually do anyways but a thanks to Haley, <laughs> Haley tallman who <clears throat> saves our bacon that's right on a regular basis last week actually before the cameras and audio was rolling josh and i were talking about just various points of last week's podcast i told two people i said i felt like that was the worst display in podcasting that i have done huh. i didn't throw I, I was like i just didn't feel like it was a good podcast for me i was like oh i felt off like the whole thing yeah yeah but particularly we made some i felt like i made some <laughs> crass comments and Haley agreed without me even telling her she was like uh yeah i i just feel like that could be misinterpreted i think you ought to we just should cut that out we're like okay we trust you. Thank you. She kept us from getting assassinated, probably. <laughs> yes, because we were talking about foreign domestic, not domestic affairs, foreign affairs. Okay, don't, don't go too far. Haley's going to edit all that mm -hmm. out, and then we're not. <laughs> yeah. Haley, yeah. we do appreciate you. And Haley we, is going to be in town we soon. Trust, we trust your wisdom. So. She's going to be in town soon, and if she will be here on a Monday again. Okay, I was actually going to talk to you, because I'm like, dude, if she's, she's here down for when it. we shoot the podcast, she already said we she have would. to get her on the podcast. October 16th, which is the Monday. So the episode will air October 8th. 18th wednesday which is also the worship, worship night. night you should come out for that listeners viewers if you don't go uh, uh we hope you have a home church and if you have one good stay there be healthy and encouraged but come to radiant life just to to enjoy worship that night we're really excited about what god has in store uh for the worship night on october 18th a really cool story that we sense god is going to use in big ways yeah uh, from one of our very own on our worship team so super cool yeah i think yeah is that everything like because i know we well the coffee I, I, is I, I a bust him. i'm actually i'm yeah, yeah it's, it's a just kind of yeah this no, is you the need domingo, it's the dominga from mammoth uh in new orleans still drinking the frozen coffee that chad and i got when we went down to the sbc but they don't even have it listed on their website anymore for me to look at the tasting notes oh and which, I had it in Ziploc bags, which is okay because I had it. In, I'm not. It's not. There's not anything real strong in there. No, we, we're starting to get a little bit. I feel maybe just spoiled because we'll, we'll drink fantastic coffee, and then we drink this, which is eh, whatever. It's really good coffee still, mm -hmm. but it is not like the Kova that we had. Do we just need to? Do we just need to do this, Josh? Just like say from now on, we just drink exotics. 
on, on radiant <laughs> reflections we're just we'll, gonna we'll hold our pinky out while we're uh while we're drinking mm-hmm. our coffee <laughs> not with this mug you need two hands you can't stick your pinky out you need oh, all the purchasing power oh you i don't know i have to grip it like it's because it's formidable it, i mean it's a big old i don't know i'm see i can't gonna balance I, it. I don't know if i can yeah you're gonna tip it on yourself don't do it there you go drinking exotic coffee look at that <laughs> For those of you that that were with us when we had the Kova, we were still reminiscing this morning, like about that Kova coffee. It was spectacular. It was really, really good. Good stuff. But good stuff. Any rate, the the controversial Jesus series, Josh. I am a few months younger than you in the life of what Radiant Life is now, but I'm going to go on the record and say this is probably. I'm not going to say probably. It's my favorite series. What do you mean a few? Oh, you mean you you came on staff? Yes. Okay. I was like, in what terms are you of talking about? in terms of the length of experience at Radiant Life, oh, okay. I, I am the junior to Josh. This there is why go. I'm called JB. That's by why, the way, that's why I got to keep the name. Yes, it's true. He was first. <laughs> uh, but this is my. I, I I wasn't sure at first. Now I'm like, this is absolutely my favorite series. Uh, Controversial Jesus is fantastic. Yesterday was episode three. No four. No four. Episode four. So what um, what about just what about this series is would you say it makes it your favorite? I, I like that Ryan is tackling uh, current cultural issues from a biblical perspective with grace and truth. Grace and truth. Um, he's really, I feel like, deconstructing the conservative narrative of the church, that we're jerks, we're homophobes, <laughs> we hate people, um, which that narrative can be true in some circles, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, and he called out some things yesterday in, in the message that were uh, things that we need to own as uh, Christians that we haven't done very well. And I, I, I think I like that part of it the most. I like yesterday. I particularly like the data, you know, mm-hmm. that he brought to the topic. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was really encouraging and it is a very serious matter. I mean, what, what he was talking about yesterday. So the title of the message was God, gender dysphoria and the transgender movement based out of Genesis 1, 26 and 27 and many, many, many other scriptures. Josh and I were immediately this morning saying, we got to get going. We're going to drink our coffee and go because <laughs> we're not sure how we're going to be able to keep this in one podcast but we're gonna try we had we had some good feedback from uh from george george Uh, you and i both read an email this morning george had some really good thoughts we should have i mean i know he's working right now but Mm -hmm. like it would have been great to have him on this podcast george is a brain he dude he's super smart he's so smart i mean mean, and he just yeah he thinks about things from a really cool perspective Mm -hmm. so yeah Um, yeah but maybe we'll we'll try to get into some of that we might have to pull that email up Uh, (laughs) yeah yeah we could do that go through some of those questions but um let's see which i guessed wrong you know i wrote down like the hey controversial jesus number four i i was gonna i just guessed at the title and i was wrong i thought it was gonna be jesus and gender Mm. because that's got like the j sounds even though it's a g yep yeah well, Anyways. I think it would probably be wise for us, Josh. You've got uh, the scriptures right there. Would you read uh, Genesis one twenty six and, and twenty seven? And I think that what I f- what I really liked about Ryan reading this particular scripture is this scripture. I think theologically 
doctrinally declares what we believe as a church and what we believe as Christians, as biblical Christians. This is what we believe about these topics. Uh, Genesis 1, 26 through 27. Then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them. Mm-hmm. That was kind of like my voiceover voice there. It I, was. I feel like I it sounded good, Josh. I changed it up a little bit. I got a lot of people making fun of me. Uh, really? Yeah, they were poking fun at, at my radio voice. I'm like, hey, Why? this is my job. This is what I do. And, and you've done well. And I think if, if your voiceover voice sucked, you wouldn't have been in business for a thousand years. Yes. So leave them alone, people. <laughs> I think my wife was probably the most, uh, okay. because she does make fun of me with my uh, my radio voice, sales voice, I guess. But 126 and 27, uh, God created man and woman. So right out of the get-go, first chapter, first several verses, um, our understanding of the transgender movement is that it is... It is a topic of confusion, and it is a topic that um, affects more people uh, than it used to, we'll say. And there's some reasons for that that I think we need to dive into. Um, but also, First Peter 3.15. Read that, Josh, if you would. First Peter 3.15. You know what we should have done? I know we're, we're super, like, just freeform on this podcast. Mm-hmm. This is actually an episode where I, I kind of wish we had mapped it out yeah because well, there's so many different directions that we can my notes this. this time are not all over the place they're actually following his slides so i think mine are too but i've got five pages again so I i'm like how do we how do we yes yeah. <laughs> okay through this uh first peter 3 15 15 yeah Instead, you must worship Christ instead because he's talking about them suffering and, you know, whatever. So instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. Verse 16, but do this in a gentle and respectful way. Keep your conscience clear. Then if people speak against you, they will be ashamed when they see what a good life you live because you belong to Christ. Hmm. I thought that was fantastic. And what, what Ryan brought out is the need for us to have this conversation with gentleness and respect for others, not uh, in a crass way or a rude way, which I think um, I think we've done poorly, you know? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, yeah. and I, I know, I mean, for me personally, right, I, I definitely uh, am lopsided on the truth uh, side of the mm. spectrum. Mm. <laughs> now, I've gotten, I would like to think that I've gotten better. I mean, I was like, you know, as a teenager, I was that like self-righteous, mm. like jerk bag, like mm. oh, you're, you're all wrong, and I'm going to make sure you know it kind of right. kind of approach. Um, I I would like to think that I've softened since then, but I still my my natural bent is more towards the truth than the mm-hmm. grace. But so. I think so you, so you might have to balance me out here. Well, well, we'll see because I can tend to lean that way too. So uh, I like the way that, that Ryan, you know, one of the first questions he posed was, you know, are you going to allow the world and the world's perceptions on gender, gender dysphoria and the trans uh, gender movement, you going to allow the world's perspective to override what the word says, or are you going to let the word override the world? So my question was, you know, 
Ryan's really asking, who's Lord? Like who's master? Who, who has the final say uh, in what we, what we think about these things? Yeah. yeah. And that's, I mean, that's, that's kind of been the heartbeat of the series, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is, you know, with any of these things where mm-hmm. there is controversy, where culture has a, a stance on loud voices, right? Like, mm-hmm. are we going to submit to that? Or are we going to submit to the Lordship of Jesus? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, and that's, yeah, that's been kind of the thread mm-hmm. throughout all of these things. Yeah. So, yeah. I thought one of the best things uh, yesterday in, in the podcast and, or in the teaching, and I'm going to actually get this, and Haley, I'm going to give it to you so that about right now, you could put this on the screen. The genderbred graphic oh. that Ryan put on stage, I think that should be, we need to let viewers of, on YouTube that may not have seen the video or seen the teaching uh, at Radiant Life or, or through our live stream can see this. Um, Ultimately, the confusion that Ryan brought through this gender-bred uh, identity was that there's confusion. Yes. There's confusion between the way a person thinks about themselves and the genetic and anatomical truths that are presenting. What, what, how did that gender-bred uh, graphic hit you? Okay, this is... This is- <laughs> This is where the truth side comes in. Okay. And I'm sorry in advance because I know this will offend people. Like, mm-hmm. I got, it pissed me off. Really? Like, oh, yeah. I'm like, okay. how, like, mm. and when we're teaching kids this, they've got, like, the gender unicorn, like, yeah. this oh, is, you're, You this are is, angry because the innocence of a child well, was and, being. Well, and, and it's like, they don't, <sighs> sorry, this is, again, I bring some grace here to, I got to, you. to balance me out. But, like, like, the people that are promoting this ideology such a small percentage well but clearly they have no idea what they're talking about mm-hmm. like like, yeah. like they're confused how is blind mm. leading the blind kind of thing yeah like how yeah. are they like oh well you can think this and feel this and express i'm like holy right holy cow how yeah. do we keep this straight like i'm can i'm more confused looking at mm-hmm. the genderbred person yeah. than i was before yep yeah i'm sorry there. no no um and the, the the differences there was that sex, right? We understand sex to be a person's sex, a person's gender is a chromosomal based fact. It's also based upon the reproduction organs inside of a person and also the genitalia that a person has. These three facts determine gender. Whereas the gender bred um, concept says that Although all three of those things are going to be true, the way that a person thinks in their mind supersedes those three facts, right? So the identity becomes self-perception, right? Your gender becomes defined by your self-perception, whether you're male or female. So uh, the LGBTQ plus uh, sex is not equal to gender. Your, your biological sex is not equal to gender. And this is part of the, I think this is where a lot of the confusion comes in. I mean, we, mm-hmm. they're always redefining terms. Like we're, we're changing what they, and it's like good gravy. Like no wonder nobody has any idea what they're talking about. Because whereas before you could, this was interchangeable. Right. You know, my biological sex and my gender, like those are interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Like, no, let's complicate it. Right. It's like, it's like, that's why I hate algebra. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause <laughs> x and y well no but it's because they're like they're like let's let's just come up with this special terminology 
and and forgive me math teachers if i if i mess this up because I, I i literally i hate i hate algebra um so <laughs> but it's like hey up until this point i remember reading this in a in a in a in an algebra book a long time ago but it's like hey up until this point we've referred to these things as opposite numbers yeah. you know this is you know positive five and this is negative they're yeah. opposite yeah but you know what from from now on we're gonna call them an additive inverse i'm like no call them opposite numbers because that tells me what it is don't make all this extra crap up just to sound fancy sorry i'm uh so last week josh you said you were feeling frosty or what how did you say feisty feisty i'm i'm there again i think i was gonna say you feel <laughs> so bring bring me uh, down well Haley, can you just edit this whole half of the screen <laughs> no, out no. and just cut my audio no. it'll just be jb no. uh for the uh, remainder of this episode what uh, uh <laughs> i i think i think one of the things and this is where ryan kind of turned a corner and he he talked about some of the ways that we have been responsible for some of this confusion right and he specifically started talking about stereotypes oh right gender stereotypes um the hard thing about stereotypes and this came to me this morning josh <laughs> and you can you can punch me and edit this out as well the really difficult thing about stereotypes the difficult thing about stereotypes is statistically they exist because they do have a vein of truth in them. Yes. I, I actually, statistically. I said this to somebody in the lobby yesterday yeah. after service. Because yes. it's like, yeah, I mean, there's a reason stereotypes are oh, stereotypes. Right. Because at least in, in somebody's experience, these it has things, been true. more often than not, these things are true. Yes. But not unequivocally. Th that is correct. Yeah. And that's where we have to be careful. That's where right. Ryan called out yes. the fault of the evangelical yes. church. Well, and, and, and I think culture share in some general, examples, culture yeah. in general, right? Share, I mean, I mean, the idea examples, that Josh. like, oh, hey, all, all men will do this. Men all want to mm -hmm. hunt fish, yeah. you know, drive big trucks and mm -hmm. like play Chew football. tobacco. Right, right. Right. I mean, we, we I, have I these call ideas. It boxes. Like we have these boxes that we put people in. Uh, and I thought it was amazing. Ryan shared a statistic from 1918. Um, um the, the stereotypes as we understand them they change over time you know uh if if you or i were to ask you know what is a feminine color today we would say pink right what's a, a male color blue in fact how do we know this because all of these gender reveal parties uh when you have a balloon right and it's some whatever color and then they throw a dart at it or whatever and whatever color the confetti is you reveal what gender baby you're gonna have right and it's pink if it's a girl and it's blue if it's a boy all of it, you know, TikTok, it's all full of this. But in 1918, pink was identified as the masculine color and blue was identified as a feminine color. So it's it's up and down. Which my wife had a really interesting observation. She, like, she turns to me, she's like, oh, I wonder if that's why Cinderella's dress is blue. Interesting. <clears throat> I'm like, oh. I never thought about well, that. and you know, like in the fifties, there there was a there was a, a trend where like the interiors of cars were pink. Have you seen huh. any of the old like like um, Cadillacs that have pink interior? Pink and black was like a thing. Hmm. I don't know, but I've 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 railed against the whole color thing for years. I think mm -hmm. for my twenty fifth birthday, which was a while ago now, like mm -hmm. Nicole got me a pink belt. 
because mm-hmm. I was all I would like one of my soapboxes was like color doesn't have gender at the time. Like I I yeah. sold paint for a living, right? So I'm sure oh, sure. color like. I, don't, yeah. like, I would get so upset like yeah. oh no like that's a girl color i'm like oh yeah. like it, it oh blue oh, does this blue does blue have a penis <laughs> like i'm like this I, how do how do you determine right. the right. the gender of the, like yeah. this colors for this or and it obviously changes you know Haley, um, will youtube like get mad at me for saying that i don't, I don't think so i don't know well, you can say what you want i mean okay but no i mean but just yeah. the idea like we do we assign we, we do we assign things to these these specific boxes yeah like, oh yeah like women they all like to you know arrange flowers and right. you know bake cookies and right whatever mm-hmm. not necessarily no so no and i i thought i i've always been really um just impressed by ryan's transparency on stage you know that he has identified himself as a person who doesn't fit some of the stereotypes the manly man kind of stereotypes and he's been very open about that and i love that i love that he he's just like this is who i am and uh, it made for a really good point for him to say he likes interior design and things like that versus you know traditional but he's a football coach too yeah i mean yeah you know whereas i was so i was i was super nervous to have a son because like i'm not i mean i for a little while like i would i would hunt and i I, i've always liked guns and you know stuff like that Mm -hmm. but like i was i was a little nervous because i've never been an athlete so like Mm. and you identified that as a manly thing yeah so i'm I'm Ah, like man how am i gonna like that's interesting how am i gonna you know teach teach my son how to be manly Mm -hmm. if i'm not i'm not athletic but that's one of those things too where now go back to the the nugget of truth behind stereotypes Right, my my tool as children are are girls, mm-hmm. and they, <laughs> I love you girls. If you ever if you ever listen, to this, like they throw like a girl. Sure, which I mean the probably, stereotype. Everyone's gonna crucify me for the stereotype. That. I get uh, it. Yeah, yeah. But they do. Sure. My my oldest son. Yeah. Like coming out of the womb, <laughs> he could throw and kick a ball. I mean, like I mean, this is a slight exaggeration, yeah. but not much. Right. <clears throat> Both of my yeah. boys. Yeah. Run, jump, throw, kick, right? More proficiently mm-hmm. than my yeah. girls. Yeah. And, Are we solidifying the stereotypes right now, Josh? <laughs> well, no, but I'm, I'm just saying there, this is the nugget of truth. It is. This is the nugget is. of truth. It is. Yeah. And that's not from yeah modeling because again, I'm not athletic. Right. So I'm not out there like teaching. Genetic, my, I'm not though. out there teaching my kid, but yeah. not from me because I suck at sports. But your genes are not your own. Your genes <laughs> no, are, you know thousands of years old and they've come from you know so forth uh my yeah. dad would tell you they didn't come from him either he <laughs> he was on the football team and i think oh, he, he was his, oh, yeah but he uh his position was at the bench like okay. that was the position okay. he had he wasn't on the athletic team. either <laughs> yeah i i think those stereotypes are are really good in fact this is one of the things especially being in, involved in an egalitarian church um because i came from a church where like the middle of the week we had wednesday men's study no women allowed at this study, right? And at that time, I was much like you, Josh, teenage Josh. You know, I was like, yeah, the men are leading. This is what we should be doing and so forth. And the more that I saw that the lack of health and balance in that group of guys, I recognized it was because this was not an egalitarian environment. This was not an equal. That's all that means. An equal environment where the, the wisdom and knowledge of the other gender being absent was very evident. It was very plain, which for me, for me, I'm going to say it again. For me is why I'm not a big fan of men's groups 
and women's groups. I get the idea and the need for them. Ryan and I and even Kinsey, we've talked about this. Like there's there's a there's certain things, Josh, like men, you're not going to talk about. <laughs> well, and, 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 and you shouldn't. And the and the reality too yes. is, I think there's there's a time for it because yes, you know, as as guys, right, there might yeah. be unique challenges that we face that the women specific to our gender, right? And mm-hmm. it's the same thing for women. Yes, so to be able to have somebody that there's can wisdom there. connect with us and, and relate to some of our life experience. But by and large, particularly in a theological setting, um, where doctrine and things of of Let's not just say lifestyle things or whatever. I I prefer a mixed, a, a oh yeah, a cooperative or collaborative sort of environment. I feel like it's it's just uh, you, you, the best of the best comes to the surface, well, like uh, the best uh, insights. I'm always a fan of multiple perspectives. Yeah. So like my my probably one of my favorite life groups that I was ever a part of was. I mean, it was it was mixed gender, mm-hmm. and it was multi generational. Like we had we had wonderful. We had two like single guys, and if it could have been diverse, it would have been even better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had we had a, yes. a, a couple in their fifties. We oh, had a couple. I mean, it was like beautiful. You're able to pull from mm-hmm. so many different perspectives, uh, which I I love that. Me too. So. Lisa and I, before we were married, but when we first were born again, uh, one of our first jobs was driving a van for the Council on Aging in LaGrange, Indiana. Um, and our job was like, we'd get to the place and we'd, you know, we'd get this like, like a, a smaller uh, bus, you know, oh, yeah. kind of thing. And we had to have a special license for this, a category, a chauffeur's license, I think oh. we had to have. Both of us got that. And we'd pick up these old folks, we'd take them to, and these are like old people, like 80s, 90s old people. Take them to their doctor's appointments, take them to the grocery, take them to the de- dentist, whatever. But the stories and the wisdom that we were able to, in our, you know, we were 22, 21 year old kids listening to these old folks talk about stuff that we had no, still don't, because we're only in our 40s now. That was a really valuable thing. So I agree with you, Josh. Multi generational, uh, egalitarian, and also if we could get, we're so pale still. At well, some, Life, co- some cultural diversity, e- diversity, some ethnic diversity, some actually ethnic diversity. Not just for the sake of diversity. No. Like the, oh well, we got to be no, but I mean, there's genuinely you yes. can you can glean so much perspective yes. <clears throat> from somebody who has a different cultural background. Yes. Because guess what? Not everybody in the world is like us. You know? <laughs> uh, a white, middle-class, Midwestern American. Affluent American. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, so What else we got? Well, you know, we wanna... I think that the stereotypes we, we saw, they change over time. Um, so Ryan kind of shifted there and talked about gender dysphoria, which is what we just described. So this is a, a mismatch between genetics and thoughts. Okay, this is when the mind is not equal to the body, where there there's a differentiation. Uh, go to that verse in Proverbs twenty three. Did you write that down? No, I missed that one, dude. Josh, it blew my mind. Uh, no, no, he didn't put it up there. He didn't put it up there. I leaned over to Lisa because I knew the 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 quote, and I was like, "Where's that in the scriptures?" As a man thinks, so he is. Mm. As a man thinks, so he is. And we can put woman in there as a person thinks. So he is. So as, as a transgender person is having these thoughts that are confused with the anatomy and genetics of their, of their person, their assignment. I like that word that Ryan used repeatedly, their assignment. Uh, 
they become what their thoughts, the way they're thinking. Okay, I'm a man, I'm in a man's body, but I'm thinking that I'm a woman. So what my thoughts are naturally going to feed into my my actions, right? And I'm going well, to begin well, well, that process. I mean, we uh, we we use that term like with with uh, theology, right? You have your confessional theology and your functional theology, mm-hmm. right? The, what I believe affects the way that I live. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, it plays out. So mm-hmm. yeah, I guess that that would tie yeah. into that idea there too. So. I, I liked, you know, how Ryan just kind of showed that there really was this bifurcation between mind and body where the scriptures don't have that bifurcation. And the source of that bifurcation is Darwinism. Yeah, it was, and like, the, it was like the, love, those the love child of Charles Darwin and whoever mm-hmm. came up with Gnosticism. Well, the Gnostics were ancient. Yeah, that yes. was that was like a heresy that the early, I mean, uh, first century. John, yes. like the, the, the apostle John, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. he wrote. Mm-hmm. And he really kind of railed against Gnosticism, right? right? Which was uh, uh, a super simple summary is like the body is bad. All physical mm-hmm. is bad, mm-hmm. right? Like we should get rid of the physical and just focus on the spiritual. But they, mm-hmm. they also had all kinds of like weird secret knowledge crap. Mm-hmm. And they were yeah. they were not good, which is why so much of, uh, well, even some of the creeds, right? Address some of the, yes. some of the, the heresies of, of mm-hmm. uh, related to Gnosticism. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as you know, scripture. Tell the listeners and viewers the the core belief of Gnostics. The core the belief core. of Gnostics. I mean, outside of the the physical is bad. Yes, you said that already. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you say that. Yes. Oh, so physical like, is bad. I was like, I thought that is the core. <laughs> yes. My mistake. No, you But then, in, even in the Dar- Darwinism. Um, uh, <sighs> <laughs> no that's so no that's what this is let's, one of those things right any, any any worldview right like yeah. I, I loved so years and years and years ago my buddy Corey, um we we were talking and he had a friend who was hardcore darwinist mm-hmm. and it, and it's like all right man Corey's challenge to his buddy was like play that out to its logic like mm-hmm. if you fully step into that worldview mm-hmm. what are the ramifications of that because mm-hmm. i mean i mean really like if we're if we're just a random Mm-hmm. accident you know some cosmic right like snafu like mm-hmm. oh huh yeah well that happened mm-hmm. you know then who cares really about anything morality's but, gone well yeah. but but also it, it 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 pokes apart a lot of the objections like you've got how how can you subscribe to to like darwinian evolution and uh actually care about justice yeah, mm-hmm. you've got some of these militant atheists who would subscribe to mm-hmm. Darwinism. Also, are some of your big social justice warriors? Mm-hmm. That's that's there's dissonance there because Why? guess what? Well, because survival of the fittest. Thank you. That was hey, what I was hoping you would hey, say. You know <laughs> yes. what? If yes. if they can't if they don't make the cut, yeah. you know if I mean honestly, yeah. like within within uh, you know Darwinism, you could you can't really object to racism. You no. can't really object to, no, you to murder. You cannot. You can't, you can't object to anything. Yes. Because built into that is that, that whole survival of the fittest. Well, if they didn't survive, mm-hmm. we, we don't want them to, to reproduce mm-hmm. anyhow. So we just did the whole world a favor. And that's, the, that's the, 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 big, the big term there that you just said, Josh, reproduction. So Darwinism at its core belief is, is an ideology that says that those that reproduce with the best and fittest genes are those that survive. If that is true, then we would see a decline in homosexual tendencies. We would see a decline 
in transgenderism in our culture, if that was true. Why? Because two homosexuals, whether two men or two women, cannot create another human being. A transgender person cannot reproduce another human being. Faith aside, well, religion, transgender that that you wouldn't have the same limitation. I mean, because if I if I'm a, I mean, if I identify for me, if I identify versus your anatomy, yeah, 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 yeah. Because you still you still have can the capacity. You still have a complementary reproductive right anatomy, right. right? But you would see a decline in those behaviors because that's not the fittest in terms of a species you would and, being and propagated. I, I use this in a term uh, forgive me, but you would be weeded out yeah i mean i mean because you it's can't awful, you, you, yes. you can't you, you wouldn't you, you wouldn't see that yeah go on and on and on and yeah. on and on which which this entire conversation it sounds rough listeners and viewers it sounds harsh what we're saying but it is it is a logical and sensible thing to just start thinking about. Okay, if that is true, then is there a creator? And if there is a creator, what has he said? And then what has he said? How does that impact my life? How does that change? Right, but it's also, and maybe this is bad, but I, I like to, to uh, create dissonance <laughs> mm. in, 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 in beliefs that don't actually work together so again like why why are we all for like protecting these people like oh you got to do this because otherwise they're going to commit suicide mm-hmm. now hear me i i don't want to make light of the the struggle and i know i've no. written i've written read mm-hmm. read is the word yeah i read some of uh yar house stuff pastor mm-hmm. ryan referenced him yesterday i mean and there there are people that have a, a genuine mm-hmm. uh mental uh struggle this mm-hmm. this idea of gender dysphoria to where they they absolutely feel like they are trapped in the wrong body, yeah. which would be yeah. really dis- terrifying. Comforting. Yeah, I, terrifying. I, I don't want to imagine what that's like. Yeah, uh, I mean, so I'm not trying to make light of that. No, but when we when we hold to kind of this Darwinian like Gnostic ideology, what at its core, which is what it is, but then we're also trying to protect their life. Like those two mm-hmm. things don't they they if you play them out to their logical right. conclusion, it right. doesn't. They're not compatible. Right. Versus uh, Ryan referenced another book, which I would wholeheartedly endorse. Love thy body. Nancy Piercy. You want to get that book. Uh, It's, it's a, it's a thick read, but it's a really good read. Uh, Very important. I think for this cultural moment, um, what Ryan was talking about, but the scripture is based on Genesis one, 26 and 27 Psalms, 139, 13 and 14. I was knit together in my mother's womb. John one 14 in the beginning uh, was the word. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. The incarnation, Jesus had a physical body. First Corinthians six, 18 through 20. We are the body the theology of the body is that this physical body is the temple of the holy spirit but also not our own we talked about that last week yes right? like, so yes. so if, if my body's not my own uh mm-hmm. should i be making these uh significant altering uh decisions yeah to it mm-hmm. so which again spins out another conversation that we've we've had josh on this podcast Apart from even the transgender changes, the physiological changes that these folks are wanting to make to their bodies, which is a a display of a lack of care for the physical body, Christians, we have the same tendency for a, a disregard and a lack of care for our physical bodies, which God says are holy. They are image, we are image bearers. 
where we are the temple of the Holy spirit. And there are ways that we disregard the health of our bodies on a regular basis, right? How do we do that? I mean, we, I mean, you look at diet, you look at lack of exercise. I mean, uh, Josh, the, I just went the, to Meyer. Some of the low hanging fruit here. I had to get, get some distilled water to mix up my third wave water for our coffee this morning. And I'm walking down the aisle. I'm walking down the aisle to go back to where the water is. And on my left, above my head, stacks, pallets, all soda. And I keep walking all um, a Hawaiian punch water wave, it was called. Then I saw another pallet above my head. I'm almost six feet tall of potato chips, crackers. And I'm looking and, and this is what comes to my mind. This is all disease. All of this that is, this is all what is causing disease. This is causing disease and a lack of health in our lives. And it's the, the prominent thing that is being, you know, I love how people say, if you, if you want to stay healthy, if you want to stay healthy in terms of what you eat, shop on the outside of the store. Don't even go to the middle of the store. Because the middle of the store is the frozen, boxed, packaged crap. <laughs> if you go on the outside, what do you get? You get the deli, you get the produce section, you get the butcher, you get where the milk and eggs and butter and the things that are wholesome, healthy, good for you kind of foods versus, I'm on a rant here. I'm this sorry, is all right. No, this is good. This is good. Feisty JB. Uh, hey, well, it's something I'm passionate about because, you know, Christians are so quick to snap fingers of judgment towards homosexual people or people who are dealing with gender dysphoria all the while, all the while for 500 pounds and dealing openly, plainly in front of the, the world, struggling with gluttony. And whether we are struggling, listen, if you're watching or listening and you're struggling with it, keep on, keep struggling, keep trying. Just because you're overweight doesn't mean that you're... Well, and that's... There are a lot of factors. A lot of factors, exactly. things like obesity. Like, yep. it's not as simple yep. as don't no. eat cheeseburgers. I mean, it's... Though... <laughs> yes. And it's... I mean, there, there are cases where that is... Yes. You know, that is a, a significant factor. Yes. But not for everybody. I, mean, I would there say... Are, there are some genetic factors. There are... Yeah. yeah it's... Mm -hmm. My point is to we say we don't want to over overly right. simplify right. something that is right can be more complex. My my point is to say deal with the plank in your own eye before um, before saying, you know, hey, uh people of the same sex who are who are dealing with same sex attraction or, or people with gender dysphoria, let's be balanced in, in all of our perspectives on the body on the physical body. And uh -huh. I, I think that we haven't been balanced in our perspectives on the body. We haven't been balanced. I know I haven't for many, many years. And it's a cons continual struggle for me uh, to think in those ways to think, uh, you know, I'm, physical exercise is not only important for me physically. It's important for me mentally. Eating a certain way is not only important uh, for me physically. It's, it is a spiritual discipline. Mm. It actually is a practice that is very baked into my relationship with God. And when we ignore those things, we we do take an unknown Gnostic perspective. We may not say I'm a Gnostic, but you're behaving like one. Which I wanna I wanna segue a little bit into. We had so we had somebody comment on the service from yesterday, 
And based on your your YouTube handle, I'm going to assume your name is Jody. Uh, Jody, mm -hmm. I don't know if you watch the podcast or not, mm -hmm. or if you just watch the services. But mm -hmm. but uh, she had a comment on there, and she I think she brought up a good point mm. about uh, women's mental health and uh, plastic surgery. Mm. So let's 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 try to dovetail this conversation we've mm. been having about a, a healthy theology of the body with some of the ways we have oh how do cultural I say antics. Well, yeah, just the, the I think the difficulty mm -hmm. that the, the burden we have put on women mm. from a body image mm -hmm. uh, standpoint, mm -hmm. from a quote unquote standards yeah. of beauty right uh, standpoint, to where yeah. like we, I, dude, I've got and you know you've got two daughters, I have four daughters, mm -hmm. right, <clears throat> and it's it's super frustrating to look around and be like, oh well, this is what culture says is mm -hmm. beauty. Or this isn't, you know, and yeah. it, and they, yeah. some arbitrary group of people determine what is or is not beautiful, mm -hmm. right? And now, now, mm -hmm. my daughters are feeling this pressure. Oh, like is that what I'm supposed to look like? Right. You know, no, no, it isn't. You like were this. born <laughs> the way you are. Yeah. There's no reason for you to go and inject silicone right into your body to make you different. How? <laughs> How distant is that practice in terms of, of gender dysphoria? How distant is it to, to change one's body outside of sexual uh, confusion to what a person would want to do to transition? Uh, say that again. Okay. I'm, I don't know. My brain shut okay. off there. I'm not uh, tracking with that. If we <clears throat> think about the stereotypes for men and women. Yeah. Uh, on what's handsome, what's beautiful. Uh, so there are all these physical alterations that we can make to our bodies to make us fit the definitions and stereotypes of what's handsome and what's beautiful. In God's eyes, how different does he see these physical alterations to a heterosexual person's body to become what they think they should be versus a transgender person thinking so mm. they change their bodies i think okay a woman thinks my breasts are too small so i am going to go to the doctor and i'm going to get uh um implants, implants to become the definition of what beauty is in culture how different does god see it differently if our minds are telling us that our bodies are not made in his image and and the it, it, are we are we saying psalm 139 isn't true uh, that i wasn't knit and shaped in my mother's womb in the the way that i am is the way that i am supposed to be okay so this is maybe a dangerous line of, we're line super of question. dangerous here but but i actually man Every every time about halfway through, you need, episode, you need to get have a thermos of water too, Josh. Something, something. I, I say, always I, keep I just it. drink the coffee. Um, yeah. We're talking about people that that have this uh, dissonance between what they think in their brain and what like their that body word, looks dissonance. like, and so they 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 make alterations. Mm -hmm. How would you say that's different from other ways that we alter our body? For maybe for personal expression. I mean, I'm looking over at you. <laughs> I've got you've got 
way more tattoos than I do, but I have I have a couple of tattoos. Yes. I have piercings. Yes. Right. How how are those things different? Yeah. If we look at, you know, hey, like hey, I get I get and the motivation for why people get tattoos can can vary. There's there's where I would camp is motivation. So, so so I didn't get my tattoos, none of my tattoos to make me feel I didn't feel less a man or less handsome in the world's eyes because I didn't have tattoos. I didn't that was not the the heart behind my my tattoos all have very specific meanings. They're they're memorial stones. These are things that when I look at them, uh they remind me of of particularly spiritual things in my life. What I'm saying is a person in their mind who is dissatisfied with their current status of physical appearance, believing in their mind that they are less than a cultural mm. standard. They think this way. I'm less than I'm less than I've got to I have to be I got to do this. And then they physically alter their bodies to elevate themselves to the standard that they've mentally perceived. That's what I'm which talking is about. which is often again. It's not even a real standard. My, you know, kind of what yeah. I <laughs> yeah. My thing. I've I've thought this with fashion. You think this would be? It's like who who decided that? Well, who decided that this is what? Josh, we've we've done it though. We have done these things. I mean, we're going to go into real deep water here. <clears throat> men have said and men have portrayed this, what they perceive as beautiful oh, to no, women no, no, no. No, I that just, has I just caused like, them to have the body image issues that they have, which would cause them to want to alter their bodies to then become more appealing to this standard that men have declared is, is beautiful. But the problem is, I mean, it's the, it's the old saying, right? Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. It there, is. There is not universal... Like if, if you were to pull every right. single man on earth <laughs> well, and, and say, hey, draw a picture. We're going to yeah. we're going to grant you like temporary, really good artistic abilities. Yes. Draw your perfect woman. Per perfect yeah. woman. Yeah. Yeah. That, that or, they're not all going to look the same. Case in point. Case in point. OK, there is I don't even know where this is. Uh, I, I think it's in Africa where the women will take uh, the bottom of their lip oh, the, like, and the they put a plate, plate thingy in there in their lip. And the, the men of this culture, the bigger that plate is that they can fit in their bottom lip, the more beautiful that woman is. It's like, <laughs> I would never uh, say to Lisa, man, you girl, you would be so much prettier if you could put a plate in your lip. Well, it's got to make it way harder to make out. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know how they do that. But oh my goodness. Maybe they don't. <laughs> but I think the point we're making is the point Ryan was making. They change. They are yeah. so subjective. Um, but some of those stereotypes, I think, have been things that we have that we have encouraged and we've enforced. I love what you said, Josh. I, I think, um, was it you? Are you talking about Barbies? Who was talking about Barbies? I don't know if I was talking about Barbies. Ah, no. Oh, Dave. Dave Taylor, our drummer. Back in the green room, yes. During the conver during, uh, during service, sometimes we talk back in the green room. We're well, not, you got you got you always come in for one of the yeah, services. Yeah. I mean, but Josh was saying how he and Lisa, or Josh, Dave was saying how he and Lisa early on when his girls, his two girls, were, were really little, they did not purchase Barbie dolls because Barbies, which the whole movie thing, all that, uh, Barbies have this very very. Uh, culturally ridiculous narrative in the way that they're shaped and dave and lisa did not want their girls to think i have to look like this in order to be beautiful mm. in the eyes of 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 the people around me 
and they made a stand. They said, we're not going to, we're not going to have that. Right. Eventually Dave was saying, well then fr- uh, neighbor or not neighbors, uh, family members started buying the girls Barbies for Christmas and, <laughs> da, 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 and it went from there. But I think it's important to address those things to say uh, some of, some of the dysphoria that, that was talked about in this discussion of gender and sex, there's dysphoria in other parts of the, of, of culture. There is oh. disconnection. Yeah. But again, I, a lot of that, and I, I think Ryan did a good job tying that into he did. it, is those, those stereotypes and, yeah. and being open to, yeah, those stereotypes are not universally true. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, it, it, it's no wonder when we so narrowly define masculinity and femininity that people are like, oh, well, I don't, I don't feel like I fit in that. Mm-hmm. And now, now add to that mix, and I don't, mm-hmm. I didn't write down the the name of the person, but he had that, you know, the the whole idea of the social contagion. Yes, so I like was, right yeah. now, right, you've got Let's talk about such that. a huge increase, mm-hmm. and it and it and it begs the question, like, well, why? And I think some of that is the the social contagion. Some of it is this narrative of, right, you see, you know, when somebody, you know, comes out as you know mm-hmm. gay lesbian or they you know I'd identify as as you know the other gender mm-hmm. you know whatever there's so much uh, positive recognition in some circles that mm-hmm. it, it's it's like oh well we're just we're reinforcing this when you know Ryan referenced that study where like oh like 80% of these people spontaneously change <laughs> uh or lose or lose the Through feeling therapeutic. right like yeah. well no they're just no spots like they just they go yeah. oh you know what <laughs> that was odd felt right. like that was a woman there for a minute i'm not <laughs> right. i'm a dude right you know like and they just, right. they lose that so yeah. it's just a temporary thing yeah um but if i'm a if i'm a 12 year old kid and and i'm i'm wrestling with this thing in my mind and i bring this up to a a a trusted, you know, figure, a, you know, a teacher, a mm-hmm. somebody, and the message that I get from them is, "Oh my goodness, oh yeah, you step mm-hmm. into that man, be brave, mm-hmm. do all this stuff." Mm-hmm. Now I'm getting all this positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. By definition, that's For, what social contagion is. Yeah, so it's like it's yeah. like, oh, okay, well, I guess, guess I'm a woman, and and, you know. and I mean anatomically. A man's brain, like the prefrontal cortex of a man's brain is not fully developed until their early 20s. Did you know that? And and some of us, it takes longer than that. <laughs> I, my wife would say I'm still still not uh, fully developed in the free, prefrontal cortex. But so to, to allow uh, or to socially enable, medically enable people who are not of full mature minds to do these sorts of things... Gavin Newsom and the entire state of California and the political space there and the way that 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 state has voted to mutilate and abuse and harm children is disgusting. May God help them. May God have mercy on them. If you're going to allow people to do to make a decision like that that should be an adult decision mm. that should be an adult decision that a person should make as an adult not a child and certainly not without their parents consent 
That's the law in California now. Did you know that? I did not know that. A child can go and if they go to school and they tell that they tell uh, a school teacher that they are experiencing dysphoria, they can begin to pursue m- medical um, pharmaceutical change in the body without telling the parents at all. That's messed up. It's abuse. It's demonic. It's destructive. It's evil. And and this is outside of faith, guys. This is outside of religious. When you get farther down the line, it's something like 90 plus percent of, of transgender people who have transitioned wish they hadn't. They, they, and the center for faith.org has all of this data. Press Dr. Preston Sprinkle, another phenomenal. I'm surprised he didn't make the, make the talk yesterday well, he, Ryan, wrote, he had his book embodied yes um, you know uh, all about transgenderism mm-hmm. and, and kind of his his approach to that yeah but. um yeah so the social contagion ryan particularly called out one platform tiktok and he he oh. really shared a strong warning uh, for parents and that strong warning in what was coming into my mind josh was proverbs 23 as a man thinks, so he is. The 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 word the buzzword right now is cultural echo chamber, right? This echo chamber, the echo chamber, the echo chamber, right? And this is really <laughs> it's biblically true. What you surround yourself with, what you're putting in your mind on a regular basis becomes who you are. So if you're on TikTok regularly and you're seeing a a representation of only like one percent of culture. As we understand it, and you're thinking, well, TikTok's what I'm consuming, and and I'm seeing ninety percent of the posts that I'm seeing are affirming trans, uh, transgenderism and or dysphoria. Then that doesn't feel like one percent anymore, does it, Josh? It begins to feel like a hundred percent. It's like, of course, we need to allow children to to transition uh, without their parents' consent. Of course, we do. This is what are you talking about? This isn't one percent. The, the the smallest percentage of people are barking the loudest right now. Well, and and the the nature of of social media, the nature of like the internet and like and everything, is we've we've uh, we've handed the reins to people mm-hmm. who have no qualifications. Yeah, they're not doctors. To, like they're not. These are and even some of the doctors are wackadoos. Oh, for sure. But like, okay, so for here's sure. here's. I just I googled, Lady Google. I googled. What does Lady Google say? But let's say let's say I'm a I'm that twelve year old, right? Right. Let's say I'm a I'm a twelve year old boy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm wrestling with this. Yep. So I just googled. I'm a boy who feels like a girl. Uh, your Google's gonna be screwed up. From Top, oh yeah, I'm gonna be getting like some <laughs> weird crap in my stuff now. <laughs> but. From Quora, which I don't know anything about Quora, but this is the top result. Number one result. On on Google. And apparently people vote on this, but the one with the most votes. Which means echo chamber voting on data. So an an answer is, uh, where is it? So this was like the, apparently the, the response that got the most votes. Hi there. What you're describing could mean you're trans. So now I've, I've just been told what I am. Like mm-hmm. I've just had somebody you got else. your answer. I've just mm-hmm. had somebody. And then some of one of them here, it was like some hippie dippy garbage. You're allowed to be both. The piece of infinity inside you has no gender. Piece of infinity. What? What the heck is that? 
Sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, well, the but, point, but, but again, yeah. 12-year-old, 12-year-old boy mm-hmm. getting on there. Who's got a phone? I've just been told that the piece of infinity inside me has no gender, and I could be both, which you know, Pastor Ryan had that quote from that one girl's mom, right? Oh, well, mm-hmm. some days she's Annie. a girl, some days she's a boy, some days she's both. Mm-hmm. I'm like, holy crap. Annie says like, to her mother, gender is more an issue of my mind than my body. That's what Annie was telling her mother. And her mother's affirming this. And how how messed up is that? Like no wonder yeah. no wonder people are well, confused. And, and we're 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 going on an hour, we and I think this is important, Josh, for us to get to this place. I thought Ryan, I was like ready to just come out of my seat because Ryan made this wonderful transition. He said, "You know what? Who's another people group that we know?" who has a, an extreme dysphoria and a struggle between the disconnection between the mind and the body. Who's a people group that we know? I leaned over to the folks in, in the uh, green room. I said, Romans 7, Romans 7. <laughs> there was Romans 7 on the screen. Josh, read Romans 7, <laughs> 22 through 23. All right. This is Paul's uh, description of dysphoria. Honestly, that's what it is. I love God's law with all my heart, but there's another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. That one? Or did you want me to do the... 22 and 23 is what he quoted. Yeah, that's what I read. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But this is where he's all like, (laughs) the things I want to do, I don't do, and the things I don't want to do, I do. And yeah, it's this... Paul Paul recognized in Romans chapter 7, I think the best, this is shocking what I'm going to say, the best way I've seen Romans 7 is in the Message Bible. If you want to read that whole chapter in Eugene Peterson, it's so beautiful the way that he unpacks Romans 7. Phenomenal. But what, what Paul is saying in Romans 7 is that there is a war between the mind and the body. Mm. The mind, the inside, this, the which some other conversations to have. Is the mind connected to the spirit? Is it separate? Nah, I don't know. Is the mind the soul? A lot of questions there. How do we resolve that tension between the mind and the body? Well, I mean, I want to I want to kind of go on that same vein because I, I like the way that Ryan kind of contrasted the world versus the word. Yeah. Um, which probably get in trouble. Well, you know, at this point, probably half the people have tuned out because it's we're yeah. over an hour. But yeah, I, I, I liked. Uh, Kind of the 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 humorous take that one of uh, I had a conversation with Kelly, and Kelly says, "Oh well, hey, like if if you're in that world camp, mm-hmm. you just need to get the L out of there." <laughs> <laughs> Little play on do words the, there. Do the, do the spelling there, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Uh, no, but he says the world says, "Listen to your bo- mind, alter your body." Yeah, I have that same quote. Right, and yeah. that was, and and that's exactly what mm-hmm. he was kind of unpacking. That's what they do. Well, in my mind, I think. I am this. So I'm going to change my body to reflect mm-hmm. what is up here mm-hmm. versus the word, right? The way, the way of God says, no, let God transform your mind and then embrace a, a, a healthy theology of the body, which gets into Romans 12. Yes. Right. Which is we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. Mm-hmm. And if, how do we renew our mind? This has to be renewed. It seems to imply that this is not trustworthy. 
right? Yes. Last week we talked about the heart, mm-hmm. right? Our heart in its in its natural state mm-hmm. is not trustworthy. Jeremiah told us that it's <laughs> more deceitful than anything else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think our, our mind is a close second. Yeah. I mean, if, if we think about this, right? Like if I were to to play out and act out every single thing that popped into my mind be in jail dude uh, we or i'd be dead <laughs> yes. right i'd be you like i'd be yes. who knows yeah. where this would go right? yeah but and and i think on some level we recognize that right the people that act on every single impulse of thought yeah right, they're they're either in jail in a in a yeah. psychiatric it's what we call sociopaths or or just they're alone with no friends sociopath is a person who doesn't have a governor over those intrusive thoughts and will speak and act in ways that are dangerous you know right Um, so the why is it that we've we've kind of honed in on this issue mm -hmm. i mean so i i think part of that renewing the mind process is to constantly be in the word Mm -hmm. and ask that question what does god say about this Mm -hmm. what do i think about this Mm -hmm. uh and and if one of them has to change, it's me, mm-hmm. right? So I say, all right, Lord, yeah. like, hey, this is this is where I'm at. Yep. Uh, help me, help me lean into your way. And I and I feel things. like the other spiritual disciplines and practices are also ways to renew the mind: silence and solitude, Sabbath, rest, uh, meditation. These are all important things that begin to renew the mind. And it's a long game. Mm -hmm. Some of you may say, "Oh, I've been reading the Bible, you know, four days a week for the last two months." It's just not long enough. Keep going. Just keep going. Keep at it. You, you are you are burying seeds. You have no idea what's going to happen. You're gonna you're gonna. I was just talking to my spiritual director uh, last week. Doug is his name, and I said, Doug, I just cannot believe what the Lord has done in my life in the last three to four years through an application of spiritual disciplines and practices over time. I couldn't I couldn't imagine it. And there are days where it's like. <sighs> Ryan said this before. I'm like, ah, I just don't know. I, I don't understand why uh, sitting on a piece of furniture after a, a person, a woman who has had her menstrual cycle making me unclean is something that's going to affect my life today. But that's in the Bible, y'all. <laughs> that's in the Bible. I don't know. I don't, I don't even know how to apply that. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> but I'm continuing to put that into my mind and take those practices uh and believing that that God is going to continue to change me, I thought probably the the apex of the conversation to me was when Ryan said, "You know, we don't we don't have this bifurcation medically, um, in any other way." And he explained, "What well, what if you were a doctor, and you have come into your your clinic, um, an eighty five pound." five foot eight female who says to you i am morbidly obese i need liposuction i need a uh, gastro bypass surgery i need a band in my stomach because i'm so overweight 85 pounds five foot eight what would we say i'm not a doctor and i know what i would say the, the sad thing is there are probably some wackadoo doctors out there that would yeah, they ought to lose their license. Absolutely. That's malpractice. But obviously a sensible human being would say something in this this young woman's mind at 85 pounds, five foot eight is telling her that that her body, there's something else that's deceiving her perceptions of who she really is, because who she really is, is actually extremely thin and unhealthy person. 
And if you as a medical doctor were to bypass that understanding, that logical sense, and I don't know what you'd liposuck out, probably muscles, probably bone, who knows what would happen. And then you'd put a band, what would you do? Ryan didn't go to this extreme, but I did. I leaned over to Lisa and said, you would kill that person. You would, that would, they would die. If you put a band on an anorexic person's stomach, they would die of malnutrition. If not immediately, very shortly. Very after. shortly after they would physically die because you decided to honor the thoughts of a person's mind and alter their physical body. We don't do this. The story I just told is ridiculous. It's ridiculous, right? We know. But yet, that's the kind of thinking that we're applying in the dis- in the gender yeah trends. yeah but i think one of the reasons why that becomes so prominent is i i think it's fueled by the enemy not to like demon behind every bush this mm-hmm. but like i mean if if in the garden god says i've created this male and female right. and this is good right. what does the enemy do he twists he distorts you aren't good to make a mockery in the way that you are all mm-hmm. things that yeah uh you know so i mean i think that's partly where this whole you know yeah. gender uh thing comes in now, two lines, and we're due to almost hour 10, but like we didn't get into Georgia's line of thinking mm-hmm. uh, just with kind of how, in a sense, how dangerous transgenderism and that whole ideology is to healthy feminism. Mm-hmm. Healthy Female feminism equality. In that, in that like, hey, I mean, yeah. for a long time, women were treated as second class mm-hmm. citizens, which is wrong. Uh, actually, you you would if you read scripture, uh, Jesus greatly elevated uh, the status of women mm-hmm. uh, relative to his culture. Paul elevated women. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in that culture, some of the things that they said would have been totally con- considered crazy, mm-hmm. uh, but they elevated women. So I think you know, in, in the sense that it has has fought for uh, equal treatment of women, yeah. uh, that aspect of feminism is good. Now, there's definitely an unhealthy uh, sure. version sure. of that, but but the transgender agenda kind of undercuts that and you, and real extreme feminists will tell you that people who do not <laughs> feminists who do not believe in god at all will will say the transgender movement is a real problem right uh same thing like i i have heard um uh homosexual activists transgender activists equate their lack of rights to those of african americans when they were slaves african Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that is seriously bad. I mean, we had humans owning that's, other yeah, humans. Very misguided. Very misguided and and really not a not an equal parallel at all. The wickedness and evil of racism and slavery is not the same as Je- saying Genesis 1, 26 and 27, which is God created man and woman in his image. It's not the same. Um, uh, in, in that slavery is way worse. Like uh, that way, way, way worse. Wicked, yeah, wickedness. Yeah. yeah. So uh, one other real quick line, and I'm sorry, George, we 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 failed you. You had George, it's points. a great idea. <laughs> and <laughs> and it would be good to be able to talk for another 45 minutes on it. Yeah. But, but nobody's going to listen to the podcast that long. No. They probably already tuned out. But like- uh, We're going to lose subscribers. One, one other, <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, I'm done with this. Uh, one other real quick thing, right? The the majority, and I don't remember the percentages, but the majority of, of uh, people that- struggle with uh this type of dysphoria are isn't that satisfying it is i'm actually like super distracted by this um, it's literally why it's on my desk are you for real it's my fidget <laughs> i'm like dude i can do this all day long it's smooth the threads uh, are smooth it is it just goes <laughs> <laughs> huh. 
I was like, I wonder what this is, and I just picked it up and I started. I started going. No, uh, um, yeah, <laughs> it, it's lopsided. More men, yeah, identify as women. Do you think it's possible? I didn't know that. Yeah. Do you think it's possible that some of that is because we our culture has grossly uh, skewed manhood? And I, I say this, I have a, I'm, it's a oh, leading question. So like, yes. I, I've, I've probably talked about this before, but like mm -hmm. I'll walk into the, the living room and there have been times where I've, I have, I have banned certain like TV shows on Disney plus, mm -hmm. like my kids are watching. I walk in mm -hmm. I, and I'm furious because the propaganda, every, every man mm -hmm. on these TV shows is a complete moron. Yeah. Fathers are the worst. Yeah. Like, like if you watch a TV show, yeah. like mom is always like, she's yeah. always smarter than dad because mm -hmm. dad's a complete doofus. Mm -hmm. uh, but the kids are always the smartest, right? Mom and dad are both kind of dumb, mm -hmm. but dad's really dumb. And like, you just see in the media, the way that they portray mm -hmm. men. And I'm like, well, if this is what I'm watching, I don't want to be a man either because they're sure. all idiots. Right. Right. I mean, so Weak. I was like, yeah, do you feel like that? that contributes at all to some of that. I, I definitely think it does. And that goes back to Ryan's, you know, idea of these boxes and stereotypes that, that we put people in and when they don't fit the normal box or the normal stereotype, that could be really discouraging. Mm. I mean, if you grow up and you're constantly told that you are less than because you're not football player or whatever, uh, that's gonna that's gonna affect you. It's gonna affect the way you think. Mm -hmm. As a man thinks, so he is. Uh, that was my takeaway uh, from this entire message. Was was that scripture in Proverbs twenty three? As a man thinks, so he is. So pay attention to what you're thinking. What you think. Pay attention to to how you're thinking and how you're feeding. Uh, my mom, love her. She uh, she had a saying when we were growing up. I know y'all have heard it before. Garbage in garbage out. out and it is the truth it is it, it's essentially a that was a proverb i'm gonna call that a julie proverb because it totally was garbage in garbage out but the opposite whatever's whatever is true the exact opposite is true in the universe this is true whatever is true the exact opposite is true so the exact opposite uh when you put good in good is going to come out right what you sow is what you reap a, a good tree cannot bear bad fruit a bad tree cannot bear uh, good fruit so you want to be nourishing and enriching the soil of your mind and your heart and i think that the first way that we can do that ryan he got super preachy yesterday i was down for it like he's screaming he was screaming about tiktok and just like i was like bro <laughs> tell him what's up it was good uh st friends start abstaining mm. start abstaining from the things that are trash and garbage and f stop listening to the three-letter networks the news sources telling you that biden is this and trump is this and th they are all lying to you <laughs> they are all lying to you to get you to do what ultimately they're lying to you to get you to buy the thing that they're trying to sell that's ultimately what the entire social media scheme is it's a giant sales pipeline and it's people. up to us as to whether or not we give those voices any authority it's a giant sales so. pipeline don't give them authority abstain not only abstain take in the yeah. good begin to uh 
make a a commitment to immersing yourself in the word of God and immersing yourself in the practices that are going to bring you in a space that will bring you closer to Jesus. This has been episode 49, 49 of Radiant Reflections. Longest yet? I th- yeah, it is. Yeah. Hope we uh, hopefully you hung with us long enough to hear us encourage you to subscribe, think, rate, review, share on social media. And I think, in our defense, I I bet if we went back and looked at the metrics, I think yesterday's message was Ryan's longest ever. Oh, I think so. I think it was. I mean, we we're, were pushing a two-hour service, and we're we. I don't I don't know a single slide he could have taken out or point. It it was. I don't think you could have truncated that. It could have been two messages, I think, Probably. and then and, made them and, longer. And this, and this could have been two podcasts. It could have too. Yeah. <laughs> I actually thought about that. I thought, what if we just came to the studio or what if we just stayed here and we did two, whatever. Oh. Who knows? Maybe Haley will cut this into two pieces. Ooh. 50, 49A and 49B. Oh, look at that. We We're trust in letters. We trust our producer. Letters. No. Anyway, uh, yeah, like, subscribe, share. Don't forget that thousand mark, 125 more subscribers. Uh, we got something cool coming uh, next week. It's going to be a big one. Episode 50 of season three. Yeah. Yeah. Come back and join us. Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.